Welcome to Navigating Widowhood, when happily ever after turns into now what? I'm your host, Julie Martella. Whether you're just starting on this journey or you've been here for a while, I'm here to provide you with support, guidance, and a little dose of humor. So, are you ready to get started? Let's go. Hello, my friends, and welcome back. This is episode eight, The Power of Confidence and Patience. Now, a little housekeeping. I've had to be a little patient in order to make this podcast because I just got home from Camp Widow and my voice has been quite hoarse. So I had to give it a day or two to... This is the improved version. <laughs> so, and if you were at Camp Widow and you are listening to this podcast... I am so glad that you were there, and I hope that we got to connect in a meaningful way. And if you are a person who has never heard of Camp Widow, and you wonder what in the hell is a camp for widowed people, well, let me tell you something. It is a conference that will get you connected and encouraged, and you will be witnessed and loved, and your life will be transformed from Friday or Thursday night to Sunday morning, you come out a different person for the better. So that is what Camp Widow is. And it's an organization that I strongly believe in and support with all of my heart. But I'm back from Camp Widow. I'm, I'm a little hoarse. And I came home to, you know, four cats, two dogs, and a, a valley full of pollen blossoms. So there might be some sneezing and some sniffling, but we're going to do this. Okay, so I want to ask you, what in the world am I talking about? How dare I, right? Is that what you're wondering? How dare I ask you about confidence and patience in your life after loss? Do you even know what confidence and patience are or is? It's a question. It's a question that bears an answer today. So, I want to tell you a story. <clears throat> On Sunday, I was supposed to stay till Tuesday. Something happened, nothing bad. I needed to pivot. I needed to make a quick decision and either stay and make the best of a situation that had kind of turned, or I could just go home. I could get on a plane and go home and just be done. And it wasn't going to cost me more money. So I decided to go home. And there was a flight and it was two hours away and I booked it. And I was at least 30 minutes away from the uh, airport. So it was a tight, it was tight and it was a nail biter. At the end of the day, I made it. I get on the plane. Of course, I'm in the back of the plane because I have such a late ticket and I'm on my way home. Now, my little uh, seatmates... They were both very polite men, very polite men. But the one on the aisle, his name is his name was AC. We're going to call him AC. And he is a student at the University of San Francisco and he was out visiting parents and he was such a polite young man. And he was telling me about his dad and that his dad's on a quest to visit every country in the world. And he had just gotten back from Africa where he'd visited a whole bunch of countries in the southern part of Africa. And AC told me, he goes, you know, 
my dad gave me some really good advice for traveling. And I thought to myself, if his dad has traveled to every country or is going to travel to every country in the world, I want to hear what kind of advice he has. And the advice his dad gave him was that the two most important qualities you need to travel are patience and confidence. And then AC went ahead and demonstrated for the next five and a half hours of our trip, patience and confidence in action. He, he heard, you know, I told him, he asked me where I was going and I told him and I told him that I was concerned because when I got into San Francisco, I only had 30 minutes to get to the next flight and 30 minutes for anyone who's traveled, that is not a lot of time. There's no time for air. And I was already mentally trying to figure out where was the best place to sleep in the San Francisco airport. So like, that's where my brain was. However, AC tells me things like, oh, you're going to make it. It's going to be fine. You're going to, it's going to work out just fine. And then he would look up the prevailing winds and he would, he said, oh, we're going into the prevailing winds. So we might even get there a little bit early. And, and he just was so, he, he just was so encouraging. And then when we did arrive, you know, everyone stands up to leave. And I, I kind of looked at him and I must've looked a little bit panicked again. And I said, I'm never going to make it out of this plane because I'm in the back. Like if I was in the front, that was one thing, but I was in the back. And he said, no, you're going to make it because what you're going to do is you're going to tell each person, hey, I'm so sorry. I have a connecting flight in 30 minutes. Would you please let me pass? And when he said that, I thought, I thought to myself, honestly, this kid is nuts. This is what 19 looks like, right? I, I, I watch TV. I hear about angry travelers all the time. There is no way I'm going to ask a plane full of people to let me pass. And guess what? He said, no, you can do it. You can do it. It'll work. And, I, and so I did. And do you know that everyone let me pass until I got to first class? Those people in first class, they were having nothing of it. But I was only, there was only about 10 feet of first class to get through. So I made it to the front of the plane. And I made it. I made it. I had to go down the terminal, over, and then up to another terminal. I made it in the 30 minutes with enough time to quickly run to the restroom and refill my water bottle. So I had about three minutes. And I realized when I got there, because remember, AJ had put me into a totally different state of mind, a mind that was patient and had the confidence I'm going to get there. It's going to work out. And when I finally arrived, I smiled and I thought, man, he was right. I did make it. And not only had I made it, but I wasn't frazzled and I wasn't flustered and I wasn't, I wasn't going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know, I made it. And I realized in that moment, I thought, man, this is what widowed people need. If we're going to go, like my journey through the airport was like our journey, our widow's and widowed person's journey. It doesn't matter what the end result is. The end result is we're going to make it there whether or not 
we catch the plane or not, right? We're going to make it to the next spot. What mattered in this instance was my attitude during the journey. And when I took the attitude of confidence and patience, it totally changed how I navigated the journey. And I realized that's the same thing that we need. Either way, we're going to get there. But when when we, we have two choices, we can either navigate our widow's journey with this feeling of panic and this feeling of not enoughness or the feeling of, I can't do this. It's also known as a scarcity mindset. And we can navigate every single step of our journey in this mindset. Or we could change that mindset and work with a mindset of abundance and confidence and of the feeling and of the thought that says, this is really hard, but I'm going to be okay. Right? So what do you, what do you do now and what do you want to do? Because what you may not even realize is how you are showing up in your day-to-day life and recognizing that that is part of your journey. That is part of your grief journey. Do you want to be showing up with the constant feeling of, I can't do this? I'm not enough. I won't make it through. Or would you like to show up knowing This is really hard, but I'll do it. This is really hard, but I can do hard things. So to answer that question, we need to know what is patience and what is confidence? Patience is the ability to accept and tolerate difficult situations without becoming anxious or frustrated. Did you hear that? Doing difficult things, huh? Like your grief journey without becoming frustrated or anxious. I don't know about you, but the first time I read that, I thought to myself, there is no way those two things can coexist. There is no way I can be widowed and not be frustrated and anxious. However, we actually can. So in the context of being a widowed person, having patience would look like something like the following. Allowing yourself time to grieve and heal without feeling like you have to rush the process or feeling like you're not making progress, right? How many of you struggle with the fear that the grief police are going to show up and tell you you're doing it all wrong. (laughs) I know I did. Okay? That's not being patient. Being patient means recognizing this takes time and it's okay. It also involves, patience would involve recognizing that healing is not linear, but It involves setbacks and difficult moments that we bounce around. It is not a clean line from point A to point B. It's a ball of yarn and it's all tangled up 
and we, we straighten some things out and then we get pulled back. And we don't give ourselves a hard time and we don't get frustrated and we don't get anxious because we are patient people and we are patient with ourselves. How would that feel, my friends? How would it feel to know that you could love yourself enough to be patient with yourself? I think that would be pretty neat. Now, confidence, on the other hand, confidence refers to a belief in yourself and your abilities. And it involves you trusting yourself. Ooh, right? Who trusts themselves right now? I know I didn't, but I do now. You're going to trust yourself, trusting your decisions, even in the face of challenges or facebacks, even facebacks. What was that? Setbacks. Sorry about that. That was brain damage. Even, my friends, even when you fall on your face, when, when you have confidence and you make a decision, it's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to go great or you could fall on your face. And when you have confidence, it doesn't matter about the outcome because you, because you have this innate feeling of, I believe in myself and I believe in my abilities and it's going to be okay. So it's going to be okay if you do the thing and it's going to be okay if the thing falls apart. That is confidence. Now, as a widowed person, that looks like believing in yourself and believing that you have the strength and the resilience to do the hard work of grief and move forward and rebuild your life, even though it may be difficult. It means being willing to take all of the risks involved, right? Everything feels like a risk. It means being willing to take those risks. It means being willing to try new things, even if you're not sure how they'll turn out. This is one of the phrases that I I say a lot in my life. Confidence is, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm doing it anyways. That is confidence. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I'm showing up and I'm doing it. So having, harnessing the power and having patience and confidence as a widowed person could be essential qualities for anyone who is going through a rough time and for us going through their grief journey, right? We are going through our grief journey and it can either be, we can magnify the suffering or we can create the mindset of, I don't know what I'm doing, but I will get through. And that, my friends, is how you build resilience and how you provide yourself a sense of hope about the future. So I want you to think this week about I want you to think about a couple of things. Number one, where are you not practicing confidence and patience? In what areas is it missing? Because those, that'll be really easy. Remember, your brain loves to find negative, negative bias. 
So it will tell you that really quick. But then the next thing I want you to do is I want you to give equal airtime to this question. In what areas am I or could I be showing up with confidence and patience? Now, that question is going to be a little bit harder because your brain is not going to want to go there. It's going to want to stay in the cave where it's safe. And I'm asking you to consider what if this was possible? What if you had confidence? What if you had more patience with yourself? What would that look like in your life? Now, if you would like to tell me what that looks like in your life, please send me a message. You can get a hold of me. You can send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. I'm at Navigating Widowhood. Or you can find me on my website at navigatingwidowhood.com. All right, my friends, you can do this. And I'm here to help. Thank you for turning in to Navigating Widowhood. I hope this podcast has provided you with valuable insights and support as you navigate the challenges of Life 2.0. Please note that the information provided in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not replace the medical advice from a qualified professional. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a review on your favorite platform because it helps others find us. And as always, thanks for listening.